0: and since she had more hair than wit, she was not appalled by his absurdity as I was. In fact, I had been trying for some time to turn Mr. Whittle's attention from me to her, but so far I had not been successful. I do have a new poem, as a matter of fact. He pulled a piece of paper out of his coat pocket and caressed it lovingly. He licked his lips, leaving a large drop of spittle hanging off the edge. I stared at it, even though I didn't want to. It jiggled, but did not fall off as he began to read. "'Miss Daventry is fair and true, with eyes of such a beautiful hue. Not quite green, never dull brown. They are the colour of the sea, and they are round.' I tore my gaze away from the quivering drop of spittle. That is such a nice idea, the colour of the sea, but my eyes often look more grey than blue. I would enjoy a poem about my eyes looking grey. I smiled innocently. Yes, uh, of course, I have thought many times myself that your eyes do look grey. He furrowed his brow for a moment. "'Ah, I have it. I shall say that they are the colour of a stormy sea. "'As a stormy sea often has the appearance of grey, as you know, "'that will be simple to change, and I will not have to rewrite the poem "'as I have had to do the last five times.' "'How clever of you!' I muttered. "'Indeed!' said Aunt Amelia. "'There is more. Miss Daventry is true and fair.' "'I love the colour of her hair. "'It shimmers in the candlelight. "'It's amber hue. "'Oh, so bright!' "'Well done,' I said. "'But I never knew my hair was an amber color. "'I looked at my aunt. "'Did you ever happen to think that, Aunt Amelia?' "'She tilted her head to one side. "'No, I never have.' "'You see, I am sorry to disagree with you, Mr Whittles, "'but I do feel it is important to encourage your best work.' "'He nodded. "'Did you prefer it when I compared your hair to the colour of my horse?' "'Yes,' I sighed. "'That was infinitely better. "'I was growing tired of my game. "'Perhaps you should go home immediately and rewrite it.' "'My aunt lifted a finger.' But I have often thought that your hair is the same colour as honey. Honey, yes, that is just the thing. He cleared his throat. It shimmers in the candlelight. It's honey hue, oh, so bright. He grinned, displayed his entire wet mouth. I swallowed convulsively. How did one person produce so much saliva? "'Now it is perfect. "'I shall read it for everyone at the Smith's dinner party this Friday.' "'I cringed. "'Oh, that would spoil it, Mr. Whittles. "'A poem as beautiful as this is best kept close to one's heart.' "'I reached for the paper. "'May I have it, please?' "'He hesitated, then put it in my hand. "'Thank you,' I said with real sincerity. Aunt Amelia then asked Mr. Whittles about his mother's health. As he began to describe the festering sore on his mother's foot, my stomach churned. It was simply too revolting. To distract myself, I stepped away from them and gazed up again at the oak tree that had caught my attention earlier. It was a grand tree, and it made me miss the country with a fresh longing. The leaves were still twirling in the breeze, and I asked myself the question that had given me pause moments before. When was the last time I had twirled? Twirling had once been a habit of mine, though Grandmother would have called it a bad habit, had she known of it. It had kept company with my other habits, like sitting in my orchard for hours at a time with a book, or bounding across the countryside on the back of my mare. It must have been at least fourteen months since I had last twirled. Fourteen months since I was taken from my home, fresh from grieving, and deposited on my grandmother's doorstep in Bath, while my father took himself off to France to grieve in his own way. Fourteen months, fully two months longer than I had initially feared I would be left in this stifling.